Hey everybody, welcome back. I have a fantastic guest here with me this week. Sheila Wilkinson is actually someone who completed my podcast accelerator as part of a group of other lawyers. Um, we helped along with Ernie Svensson, Ernie the attorney, he and I helped a handful of attorneys, lawyers start up their own podcasts. And Sheila's unique. She's, you know, on her website, she has a statement, not all attorneys are bad, really. Um, Sheila is based in New Orleans. She partners with LGBTQI2S plus entrepreneurs and allies to help them create, run, protect, and scale their businesses. Okay. So she's one of these lawyers that is helping people that are marginalized or don't usually get the help that they really need or really deserve. And she's different. Um, we have a, we're going to have this lovely conversation because Sheila is not just an attorney, not just a business strategist, but she's a connector. She's proactive and she really has this different approach to business strategy and thinking outside the box, whatever you want to call it, a very well-rounded strategy. So I'm, I'm looking forward to talking to Sheila today and without further ado, here she is. Hey, Sheila, how are hey. you? Hi, I am so glad to have you on my show. Finally, um, I, I I have helped you get started with your podcast, mm -hmm. but I wanted to have you on the show after you'd been podcasting for a little bit and and doing some things. and And I and I want to talk about your journey and and all the things you do. But um, can you can you start by giving everybody to hear that's listening an idea <laughs> of who you are because you are interested in a lot of things and you do a lot of different things and they're a little, uh, some of them are connected. Some of them are just out in left field and you represent your passions. But I want you to tell us like how you got here and what are some of these things that you're interested in that you do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, first, thanks for having me. I'm really excited. <laughs> when sure. you asked, I was like, yes, of course, this is amazing. Um, I love you. You're great. Um, so I guess maybe the, let's look at the, because this is like storytelling today. So I help service-based professionals figure out who they are and what they want so that they can get their life together. Um, you know, I believe that we should live the life we were designed and always meant to have, and not the one that we often feel like stuck with. And so a lot of those pieces of myself that like the, the foodie piece and the <laughs> lawyer piece and the social worker piece and the educator piece, they're all really all the same, right? It's about living your life. And so, um, you know, and I, I, for me, I think, you know, the biggest piece is just helping people get where they want to go. And so if people have businesses, I help them start their business and build it in a way that works for them, not the other way around. Um, and I help people improve their businesses and their processes and systems and clients that they choose and the clients that they attract, <laughs> which are two different things often, um, the work that they accept in their pay. And so I, you know, I do this as an attorney and as a business coach and a life coach even, um, which is funny, but I feel like, you know, for me, the first step is clarity in who we are as a person. And that's because everything that we do our person shows up in it, or we ignore the person, which I think is not the way to go. Cause that usually ends in mm -hmm. frustration and annoyance. Um, and yeah. And so I think that that's kind of the thing that I help 
people with the most, because once you have clarity, I feel like the rest is really easy. Mm-hmm. And I think people think that they have clarity and they don't. And that's really where I come in. And so, yeah, you know, I've got this like human foodie and I've got Sheila and Wilkinson and I've got what would Sheila say and all the podcasts and all this stuff. And so I'm a multifaceted person and I'm okay with that. <laughs> Yeah. That we are all multifaceted people and we're humans before we are titles. So, well, yeah. and, and I love that. And, and you, you know, the element of, of you helping people get started in their businesses and set them up the right way. And then, you know, be efficient in the business, but also be healthy in their mindset and personal development and all those types of things at once. I, I love that about you, that, that it's this sort of complete thing, this complete yeah. package when you're helping people out. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to gloss over, um, you know, you're a lawyer, you're all these things, and you also have a food obsession, <laughs> food blog, <I> food, <laughs> social media accounts. You're, you're based in the New Orleans area, so that's a great place to be for yeah. food. But can you talk about like, what, what is a typical week like for you in terms of Mm. moving from one thing to the next? What are you doing most of the time? Uh, whatever I want. (laughs) Okay. That's a New Um, Orleans attitude. No, seriously. (laughs) Do what? That's a New Orleans attitude there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Do whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, really it's whatever I want. I mean, because I have legal clients, I have coaching clients, I have business clients that are legal clients and coaching clients. I have life coaching clients. I have, I'm teach, you know, I teach at the university here at Loyola. Um, and then I'm doing all kinds of other like community stuff. Plus I'm doing the baking and the cooking and, you know, and so, um, I don't, wouldn't say that there's a typical week. I mean, Mondays are my CEO days. I do not do any work on, I don't do any work in the business on Mondays, Mm -hmm but I only work on the business on Mondays. That's the day that I usually record my podcast. Um, And then the rest of the week, I'm really careful about my time. So I don't get overloaded. So I have yoga and I have naps Mm -hmm. and then I sleep in and then I also help clients. So um, there's not necessarily a specific thing. definitely like with one-on-one clients, like I'll have a couple, you know, throughout the week and then, you know, my group coaching on Saturday. So it just kind of depends on where we are in the sort of in the year. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's no particular, but I I mean, there's always food. (laughs) The decisions that come first are how much am I going to sleep today? (laughs) Yeah. What am I going to eat today? Am I going to do any movement today? And then also, you know, do I need to like tend to any personal relationships? And then the rest comes, right? Okay. Um, And I've kind of built my life this way. I wasn't always this way. Mm -hmm. I was a workaholic working 100, 120 hours a week. I was burnt out sad, depressed, mm-hmm. anxious, frustrated, like most, you know, litigating attorneys, yeah. which I don't litigate anymore. Um, and so I'm really just take care of myself so that way I can be present for people when they need me to be available to them. If so. if you don't mind sharing, was there a, was there a certain event? What, what happened to get you to that point? Like, I, I mean, for yeah. example, mm-hmm. I was very similar in that you know, I went into a career that meant I was going to have to work my ass off for many decades to get like really successful. 
And my wife was also working on the same career and we were both going full speed. And it was like the birth of my daughter and having medical issues and things like that, that, you know, put the brakes on everything and like, whoa, you got to slow down. You got to figure it out. And that's what led to my last 14 year journey of build a business that fits lifestyle and fits what you guys can do. What was it for you that got you to that point? Yeah, that's actually a really good question. Um, (laughs) You know, I think to understand how I got there, I kind of have to maybe start with some of my life experiences. Mm -hmm. So um, I grew up in an HIV household. Um, my dad died when I was 12 and my mom when I was 16. And I wound up raising my sister who is eight years younger than okay. I am. I won't tell you how old she is. You'll just add eight and then yeah. <laughs> know how old I am. Um, and so I was always going to school full time and working full time and raising a kid that wasn't my own. Okay. I, um, I had an issue with a landlord real early on and a friend of at the time she was in an MBA program and she asked her professor who was also a lawyer for help and he helped us, but he wouldn't charge us. And I kind of grew up in the house where it was like, I grew up in a very entrepreneurial house. It was Mm -hmm. like, you get paid what you are worth period, you know? And, um, at the time I was pretty headstrong about not taking handouts because Mm -hmm. I was young, you know, I saw it as a handout instead of, you know, being assisted by the universe, which is, you know, Mm -hmm. um, anyway, so I, kind of refused to let him help me for free. And so I offered to like help him out in the office. Well, he was a new lawyer. He did not know what he was doing, but I grew up in this entrepreneurial house. So I knew how to run a business from when I was like kid, you know, like my mom had me writing checks and paying bills when I was seven, you know? Mm, Yeah. And um, I just kind of took over the place and I wound up creating and running a multi-million dollar law firm and a partnership of law firms. We were doing major class actions, multi-district litigation. I was in the 9-11 litigation, you know, and I built this empire and it was all under the promise of me one day becoming a lawyer and having full equity and partnership, like full, you know, equity and equality in the uh in the, in the law firm, I was seriously, I wasn't sleeping more than three hours a night. I was also in law school full-time. Like it was not, it was not good. Mm -hmm. Um, then about 11 years in, I got barred and became an attorney and got licensed. And when it came time to put his money where his mouth was and what he'd been promising me all that time, he refused to make me partner or split the equity. And I walked away. Um, I mean, didn't just like blow up my life, right? Mm-hmm. Like I made a plan. I understood what was happening. I gave him plenty of opportunities to do what he had promised and he didn't. And um, then I walked away. I mean, that's the short version. Okay. Um, there's more, uh, there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> what spare you mm-hmm. the details. Um, there was a lot of crying, yeah. um, but there was a lot of like, I don't want to do this this way anymore. And what am I building and why am I building it for someone else who doesn't appreciate me or, you know, care about me as a human mm-hmm. being, you know, mm-hmm. and I kind of tell it like a little mini series and then my yeah. emails, like for those on my list. But anyway, I, I walked away, I made a plan, mm-hmm. I executed the plan and I left and uh, January 21st, 2010 was the best day of my life. Oh, it was glorious to walk out of there and be like, and done. Um, okay. Maybe not the best. My husband might listen to this. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe. Okay. The second best we'll call it the second right. best. Um, so yeah. So in all of this, I was working full time. I was in school full time, you know, I have four degrees mm-hmm. help me. 
um, including an advanced law degree in business and international and European business. And, you know, and I just, I was always so driven in this space, like mm-hmm. get the thing, be the, you know, li- get a license, be the licensed master social worker, get the attorney, get the educator, get the coach, mm-hmm. do the things, you know, and really what happened is that when I left, I was really able to then live my life mm-hmm. the way I wanted to live it. And, um, and now actually, you know, I'm based in New Orleans. I'm only in New Orleans right now because of COVID. Uh, mm-hmm. Normally I'd be in Brussels right now. Um, okay. I have been living on two continents really um, part-time since 2007. And then in 2013, I was really like full-time in Brussels and, um, and I just love it, you know? And so I run a fully virtual business now and it's a beautiful thing that I've created because I, I wouldn't have done that if I just let someone else keep taking advantage of me. Mm -hmm. And so I have very strong feelings about people who are working their butts off for what amounts to 18 bucks an hour or $3 and 28 cents an hour. Like I was, you know, like when I did the math, it's like, this is not, this is not okay. You know? Mm -hmm. And so it just kind of turned into this, you know, I don't know if I ever, I just always had things to say. Yeah. Well, no, (laughs) I went to help people, you know, and, this is how I help people by saying, you don't have to keep doing this. You don't have to keep living that life. You can live the life you want. And anybody who tells you otherwise is lying to you because they want to keep you in their, in your place, you know? Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that because I think the more stories like this, that people hear, they are more willing to believe that anyone can do it. it. It is easier for those of us that may have had more privilege or, or, whatever, but you, you had circumstances that were difficult. You figured it out. Um, and I I like to hear that. I I, sadly have heard way too many lawyers share the same story. Um, and so I think it, it happens to a lot in the legal profession. Um, I know more former lawyers than I know actual lawyers. So, uh, (laughs) I'm, I'm glad you shared that. And I'm glad you talked about the virtual nature of what you do, because I think, especially even after the last two years, that's a much easier proposition for a lot of people mm-hmm. that um, that have the skill or the expertise to to share and and create a business virtually, create a business online. Um, as an aside, I was actually uh, I'm a I'm a big fan of cycling, and I watch lots of cycling, which. Belgium is like the capital, world capital mm-hmm. of cycling. Everybody rides a bike there. Um, they love cyclocross. I don't know if you're familiar with cyclocross. Mm-hmm. But there was a cyclocross race at Brussels University this mm-hmm. past week. So, you know. You oh, how did things. I miss this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so so you, you do these things. You help all these people. You have these varied yeah. interests. You have all these passions. And the way we met, we met through... Um, one of my other clients, Ernie Svensson, yep. who he and I partnered to do like a, a podcast accelerator startup program to help people that were interested in starting a podcast get there quickly, um, not having to figure out a lot of stuff on their own. So I, yeah. I want to hear more about you and your podcast. And and why don't you start with like, why, why a podcast? Why did you think <laughs> this would be something you'd want to do? Um, well... Well, I had been thinking about it for 15 years before <laughs> I actually did it. And when I thought I was going to do it, I thought that I was coming in doing something completely different than I mm-hmm. actually wound up doing. Um, you know, I think 
for me, the podcast became, kind of became a space for me to tell people more, like to reach more people, Mm -hmm. to tell them you don't have to keep living the life that you have been living. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think for, you know, for me, I had been thinking about it for a really long time. You know, I have my food blog, Humid Foodie. And I have like 10 years of stories with, you know, with food and all the memories and all the stuff that's associated with it. Mm -hmm. And I thought that I might do a podcast about that. And I don't know, I might still do that. I don't know. I haven't decided. Um, And, but I knew that I wanted to just help more people than I was able to do one-on-one, right? There's only so much of me to go around. And because I put myself first Mm -hmm. above everything else and taking care of myself, I I realized that I just needed a new way to do it, you know? And when I saw, it's so funny because when I saw that you and Ernie were doing this podcast accelerated, so I never actually listened to podcasts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I didn't know until, um, until I was in my thirties, I was 33. So I always, I never listened to podcasts. It was Mm -hmm. never a thing that I thought that I liked or enjoyed, and I never really liked listening to them, um, but I actually didn't know until I was in my 30s. I was 33. I was diagnosed with an auditory processing disorder. And so much of my life then started to make real sense, right? And realizing that I'm just not an auditory learner and I have this cognitive, like with stress, it creates cognitive processing issues. Mm-hmm. And so um, and so I kind of always gravitated away from podcasts and lectures, and I never really liked that. I always preferred reading and writing and doing, and, you know, obviously that's my learning style. And so the podcast, I saw it and I was like, you know what, Sheila, you've always wanted to do a podcast, Mm -hmm. at least learn how to do it. That way, when you're ready to do it, you can do it. And then getting into the podcast accelerator with y'all, it was just like, okay, I can do this. I can, Mm -hmm. yeah, I can, I have things that I want to say. And it kind of shifted a little bit and turned into what was creative Zed and which is now it's still a creative Z, an original creative Z podcast. Mm-hmm. What would Sheila say? And what I learned was that I really do know a lot more than I think I do. Number one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's not nearly as hard, but I will tell you, you know, when we were doing the podcast accelerator, I like, I felt good. I was like, okay, give me the structure, give me the information, tell me how to do it. And then we got to like that, like wall of, because, and this is, it's funny. Cause when I was, you know, thinking about today and thinking about, you know, thinking about the podcast and thinking about how far we've come in just a short period of time, I realized that, that when I hit this wall of the, you know, all the audio tech stuff, Mm -hmm. the pro tools and all this stuff. And I was like, what is happening? I cannot know this not. Mm -hmm. Um, And you were like, but there's this other way you can do it to script. And I was like, what, this is amazing. And realizing that you know, that there are tools out there for whatever the learning style was and realizing Mm -hmm. that that was really my learning style to read, write, and also hear it at the same time. Like I need closed captions, you know? And, um, and I don't know anyway, so it was just, it was great. I'm really glad that I did it. You know, I mean, obviously I don't know if I should say, I'm not a plant. Um, (laughs) yeah, not a plant y'all. Um, but I really feel like one in the background. (laughs) <laughs> Even though, yeah, that's Kearney. His name is Kearney. Okay. Um, he's a corn plant. Um, he, I, I don't think that I would have done the podcast had it not been for the accelerator. And yeah. that was because I trusted Ernie because I knew Ernie. And if Ernie trusted you, then I trusted mm-hmm. you right now. And so 
you know, getting to the podcast and I already knew all the things that I wanted to say because I've mm-hmm. been building this and this is what I do with my clients. So basically it's like taking all of these mini lessons with my clients and my students mm-hmm. and then turning them into podcast form. Yeah. And then, and I have my students listen to my podcast because I'm like, okay, you need to listen to this episode and you got this problem. You listen to this episode. And, yeah. and I do the same thing with my clients. I'm like, you need to go listen to that expectations episode again. Here's mm-hmm. the link, you know? Um, and it's been, you know, it's been really, it's been pretty, I've amazed myself mm-hmm. every time an episode gets like published. I'm like, I did that. I accomplished um, something. It's, yes, exactly. Me. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and to feel good about that, you mm-hmm. know, to feel good about, the fact that I can help more people. And I think that was really what it was. And I've always kind of been a storyteller. So it felt very natural in that way, but I just could never kind of get over the, like, how do I do it? And I think that's when the podcast accelerator really said, okay, look, we're going to show you the tech. We're going to show you the structure. We're going to show you, you know, how to start to pull all this together. And that was really, it was amazing for me. It was like the wildest four weeks of my life. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing. Yeah. But also, I don't know if I would have done it if it hadn't been for COVID, right? Like if right. we hadn't all been locked down, like mm-hmm. I needed that space and that time to really like focus. You know? Yeah, so, yeah. That yeah. that that's helpful to hear. I I I I trust Ernie too. So you know, right. I'm glad that he and I were able to do that. I think it's something we probably should do again at some point. Um, <clears throat> so you've been you've been podcasting for what I would consider a while now, you've been, you know, there's people that stop way sooner than, than you have, have been going. So now that you've been going for a while and you've, you, you started with a certain idea and we created all this stuff and the titles and all that stuff. And, and you've already shifted a little bit and you've changed it a little bit. Yeah. Now that you're a little ways into it, what would you say your expectations are for your podcast and, and maybe Mm -hmm. what your goals are? with the podcast? Um, That's a a really great question. So I, um, so I don't think that my goals have necessarily changed for Mm -hmm. the podcast, even though I've changed the name of it to what would Sheila say? Because really when it boils down to is, is the, the fact that like all my clients, all my students, when they're thinking about how to make decisions, they're thinking, Oh, what would Sheila say? Like when they're making them on their own, they're like, Oh, what would Sheila say? Well, Sheila say, listen to my intuition. How do I feel right now? What do I, what do I want to happen? What do I expect to happen? You know, all of those things. Um, you know, I think for me, I have two years worth of content completely laid out already. Like I was basing the podcast on what is my platform, my community of business support and development. Um, and so that it came out of the business coaching and the business, the legal coaching and being a lawyer for businesses and all of the things that I saw that I wanted people to stop doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I want, like it was, it's, I just couldn't stand it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't stand by and watch all of these incredibly smart and talented and amazing professionals keep accepting less than they deserved and keep accepting things that they didn't want in their life, the people and the pay and the projects. And so that's kind of how the podcast was born. And this is, this is literally, you know, this is literally what I teach my my clients and my students and work through with my clients. And so for me, the goal is just, 
if I can help one person mm. not like make a decision that's right for them, I'm good. Right. I mean, obviously I have lots of things that I want to say, and there's lots of stuff from, you know, from have it all mapped out over here mm-hmm. um, from like what I call like winning at life, which is basically getting your stuff together. <clears throat> um, and then to like the basics of working and to contracts and intellectual mm-hmm. property. So it's like business plus legal plus humanhood yeah. personhood. Um, and so the goal right now, I mean, I post every other week, which I feel like yeah. is more than enough for me because when we go into stuff, we were like going deep into stuff okay. and I'm giving like, I give steps. Okay. All right. If this, all right, if you're struggling with this, do, you know, do this step now, then do this step. And then I kind of give basically a problem solving at the end of mm-hmm. every episode of like how to attach or apply okay. what we had talked about in the episode. Um, and so my goals really are just to keep, to get through, to continue to go through, mm-hmm. to continue to help people. And then, you know, to just keep saying the things that people are afraid to say mm-hmm. and to keep being the person that people can look to for the truth, yeah. because there is so much out there that people are like, well, you should do this and you should do that in the way I should do it. And it's like, no, that doesn't help people. That's not, you need to know what you want. Yeah. Right. And so, yes, I love to see the listenership numbers go up. Like that's really exciting. I'm like, yeah, right. Like I had twice as many listeners and downloads in December than I did in November. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, that's really exciting. Cause then I know that I'm helping more people, even mm-hmm. though I've never met them. And I think that's pretty right. wild, you know? So, yeah, so I've got basically two years of material already mapped out. I already know what I'm going to yeah. say because it's the stuff I've been saying. Yeah. It's just now I can share it with more people. Right. I guess. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and you mentioned, you know, you mentioned how you've been, you've been thinking about doing one for a long time. You were excited to finally be doing them, doing episodes. You You mentioned how you've used those episodes. You talked about how you've shared them with clients, you've said, hey, you should listen to this, or you can now deliver information that way. Um, I know you're just starting out, but what what sort of response have you had from people so far that aren't already in your circle? What what sort of feedback have you had on that front? Uh, that I'm a truth teller, okay. um, that <clears throat> it's not, and this is one of the reasons I think we've wound up shifting the the name a little bit is because it wasn't just for creatives. It wasn't just for service-based professionals. Cause what I'm talking about is being a person. Um, the, some of the other feedback has been about just being like a breath of fresh air. Like just, it's really about telling the truth and not, and then giving people permission, you know, like I get that a lot, like, thank you for the permission to do what was right for me in this situation mm-hmm. with my boss. I'm like, you're welcome. I love you. How can I keep helping you? What do you mm-hmm. need? Um, and, and really just, that's really it. Like, I feel like most of the feedback I get is thank you for giving me the space mm-hmm. to be myself. And it's like, it's wild that adults in their forties, fifties, sixties, thirties, you know, need permission to be themselves, which is why I'm doing this, right? Like this is why this even started because I couldn't stay quiet anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Because I love, I mean, I just, I just see so many people living their lives in ways that I do not want them to live. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. for themselves, you know, and I, I see people running their businesses the way they think they're supposed to or should. And it's the wrong way because it's not right for them. It's not designed for them. And I think my perspective is really different in that. And that, and I think it's a big piece, you know, with the way I grew up and losing my parents early on and raising my sister, like life is short. You don't know if you have tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So why would you live today as if it's not your life? Like, why are you living someone else's life? Why are you running your business the way you think you're supposed to? Why don't you just run it the way you want to? You're going to be wildly more successful if you just follow your heart and do what's right. But we've been taught not to do that. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, I really appreciate you sharing that. I, I, I want more and more people to hear messages like that. That's, that's why, you know, and I, I said this to you guys in the program. That's, that's why I love podcasts. That's why I help podcasters the same way. I want people to be able to tell their truths and, and you certainly do. So I I want people to be able to find you. What, what are the best ways to find Sheila and hear what would (laughs) Sheila say? Like, to go lay out the podcast, all the, the websites, whatever you want to share. Yeah. Um, but the easiest way, honestly, is just to Google Sheila, New Orleans. You'll find me. I've got like the first five pages of oh, Google. Um, but I usually hang out on Instagram. So I hang out in my DMs a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Sheila M. Wilkinson, or if you're a Facebook person, are there are there Facebook people anymore, Danny? I don't know. Um, they're, they're, <laughs> their stock price is going down. So I think the people are leaving. Well, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Did I say Facebook? Did I mean meta instead? Yeah. Um, <laughs> lawyer, coach, Sheila, or at my site, SheilaWilkinson.com. But seriously, if you just Google Sheila New Orleans or Sheila New Orleans, Brussels, you're going to find me. Like I've been very careful about curating what is on the internet about me. <laughs> yeah, I just did. I, I see it's it's you and another lawyer who's a special needs attorney, which is mm, makes me excited that if you search Sheila New Orleans, those are the, the first two or three yeah. that you see. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. thank you for being here. I will make yeah, sure all you. of those links are in the show notes with the episode. I really enjoyed talking with you today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was, it was so lovely to see you again. I've missed you. <laughs>